Should the Cardinals focus on turning one of their positions of weakness into a strength through the 2023 NFL draft? Let's see. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel on our way to 3,000 subscribers. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Kind of a hodgepodge podcast today. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins stole the news. I'll mention it in the second segment. What the rational and real-life course of action that could potentially happen with the Cardinals. Uh, I am, I will give credit to this person because he said it first, even though I was going to talk about it today on today's podcast. Jody Ayler, Fox Sports 910, put out a tweet about a straight-up trade for Kyler Murray with somebody else. I will discuss it in the final segment, just as, you know, something to talk about. But I wanted to take a chunk out of today's podcast is talk about something specific with the draft coming up in about a month. The Cardinals have options. It seems like the third overall pick is starting to lose, lose a little bit of steam, lose a little bit of weight when it was one of the more potent positions to be in, especially after Carolina traded a King's ransom to move up from nine to one with the bears. So say Will Anderson is the choice of three and say Indianapolis doesn't have any competition for Will Levis or Anthony Richardson for their need to move up to three to snag him. What is, where does that leave the Cardinals in the first two rounds? They're going to have three and 34. And they've got a lot of needs. Now this is, before I even ask the question, got to give some credit to Cam Thomas and my Jay Sanders, who came on late last year, especially Cam Thomas, as guys who proved to be serviceable pass rushers in their first season. Now it's going to be a different scheme. It's going to be 3-4 base, even though Jonathan Ginn talked about how he doesn't really have a base, doesn't really have a scheme. He takes the skill set of his players, the opposing team's offensive you know, setup, and kind of molds his defensive uh, game plan every week to those two things. But it just begs the question for me with how many weaknesses this roster has. Cornerback, pass rush, interior defensive line, offensive line, wide receiver with DeAndre Hopkins gone, even though the wide receiver group and the running back room are probably two of the stronger ones to go with Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson over the top in safety position. But it makes me think, Instead of drafting, say they draft Will Anderson at three, instead of just drafting an offensive lineman to draft one at the start of the second round or draft a corner just to draft or a corner or interior defensive line, just interior defensive line, what if the best player available for the Cardinals in the second round is another edge rusher? It's like, well, why would you do that? Why would you, you know, take a very important draft for the future of this team and just overload on one position? And then I was thinking the other side. Why wouldn't you? 
Now, conventional wisdom says draft a position of need twice, two separate positions. And I get that. Draft a potential corner for the future. Draft a potential nose tackle for the future. You know, or interior defensive lineman with this setup, uh, you know, with this base. But it, I, I can't help but shake the idea. And just go with me here, okay? I have you thinking here on Lockdown Cardinals. And not just, well, this is what other people said. And this is what I think about it. Think about this. What if they draft two edge rushers? What would that mean for this team with the coach and defensive coordinator that the Cardinals now have? And this is all predicated upon, well, you know, it's crapshoot with the draft. I get all that. Let's just, in a vacuum, say the Cardinals stick at three and draft Will Anderson. And then stay the, say the Cardinals draft uh, uh, E.J. Ojolari. Out of uh, out of LSU, BJ Ojolari. Sorry, I thought I thought I had that wrong. BJ Ojolari, edge rusher out of LSU in the second round. Who's going to be there? And you take two pass rushers from the two powerhouse colleges in the SEC. I guess you put Thor George in there also. But then you have a pass rush for the future. Just think about it. What's the Cardinal strength right now? Safety? Because of Buda Baker. What else? What other strength do the Cardinals have? And yes, I'm still saying Kyler Murray is a strength, but we don't talk about quarterback in this kind of situation because they ain't drafting a quarterback. What other strengths do the Cardinals have on this roster? None. What's the closest position group to being a strength on defense, let's say? Far and away the pass rush. Far to the linebacking, linebacker room. And I know, again, they're, they're, they're switching base defenses. But you bring in Kazir White. You've got Zayvon Collins. You've got Isaiah Simmons. We'll see TBD with the last two. And if you can draft two edge rushers... You look at that and be like, you know what? The Cardinals, they're struggling, but at least this core is going to thrive for the next five seasons. Yes, they're struggling on the outside. They're struggling in coverage. They're struggling, blah, blah, blah. They're, we're going to hear that a lot. But look at this pass rush. Will Anderson, week six, already has six sacks. B.J. Ojolari, week eight, already has five sacks. It's not conventional. And it's something that, especially with the amount of needs the Cardinals have, putting all of your eggs in one position group's basket is risky if that doesn't work. But if the Cardinals stick and pick Will Anderson, number three, and there's another prominent pass rusher waiting for you, with your first pick in the second round, knowing that it's going to take two off seasons for the Arizona Cardinals to get right. If you can check the box and maybe not have to draft a pass rusher in 2024 because you're set, it could be worse. Lockdown Cardinals, your team every day. It has gotten worse for DeAndre Hopkins and the Arizona Cardinals, not 
internally, but externally, because the Cardinals are kind of laying down as we see the market for DeAndre Hopkins just plummeting. Albert Breer and others have reported that teams want more of a Brandon Cooks package of a fifth and a sixth for to trade for DeAndre Hopkins instead of what the Cardinals want, which is a second round plus. Which side's going to give? This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament, man, final four, sexy. No, no one seeds, no two seeds, no three seeds, crazy. That tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action other than FanDuel, America's number one sportsman. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net, all on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. The Arizona Cardinals need to make every moment more in the 2023 NFL draft. And there's so many different ways that they can go. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Please go like, subscribe, YouTube channel, turn the notifications on, leave a comment. Uh, it's going to be a fun offseason. It's going to be fun. With the third overall pick losing its luster, it seems at this point. And now, listen, we're a month away. So there's anything could happen at this point. There could be a team that gets, you know, gets an itch. It's like, listen. Anthony Richardson is the guy. Here's two first-round picks. We're going to move up seven spots. It's possible. Uh, I think the best, the easiest trade-down scenario would be for Indy, but that only is predicated upon another team wanting to move up to draft a quarterback at number three. Otherwise, Indy has no incentive to trade up. They'll just let that quarterback fall. So if the Cardinals do draft at three, and they do draft Will Anderson, what's to say doubling up on pass rush just to check a box and say, you know what, there are a bunch of other issues on this roster. But the pass rush, check. And the Cardinals desperately need it, especially after what we saw last season. Even though, you know, J.J. Watt had double-digit sacks and uh, Cam Thomas and MyJ Sanders kind of came on towards the end of the season. The pass rush was awful when during games that mattered early on in the season. DeAndre Hopkins, still an Arizona Cardinal. I still think they should extend him. And... I understand. I know what a rebuild is. I know what a, I know the definition. Thank you. I understand what teams normally do when rebuild. I I get it. Thirty nine years on this planet, fully understand what a rebuild is. And I also see that this isn't a rebuild centralized around no franchise quarterback. This isn't a rebuild centralized around zero impact players. This is an eighteen month rebuild, not a Chicago Bears rebuild, not a Cleveland Browns rebuild, not a Carolina Panthers rebuild. It's not that. What I see is Kyler Murray coming back midseason and then back to full health in 2024. And what I see is the possibility of DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown lining up outside with, with Kyler Murray at quarterback. That's what I see. This makes it a lot more difficult to Focus upon because we didn't see them play meaningful snaps together last year. Really, all three of them. You know, we saw Hollywood Brown uh, be a bona fide wide receiver one through the first six weeks or first five weeks. 
or six weeks, and then DeAndre Hopkins comes back, Hollywood Brown gets hurt, and that was it. DeAndre Hopkins came back, 20 receptions, 250 yards in the first two weeks. Imagine both of them on the same field together. That's what I'm holding on to. Looking at things in the way that it's not just you give up. Because now, Albert Breer and others have reported that Cardinals aren't going to get a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Keep them. Just keep them. Because if you trade DeAndre Hopkins for a fifth-round pick, you may as well just let him go. May as well just say, you know what? Here you go. And I think that that would be doing the entire organization a service. Keep him. Even if you don't extend him, keep him, have him play with the Cardinals, and then trade him at the trade deadline. You'll get more for him, most likely. For a desperate team who wanted to make that push. I don't adhere to the idea that just because this is what happens, that this is what needs to happen. Think, is Brandon Cooks better than DeAndre Hopkins? No. Is Brandon Cooks more impactful than DeAndre Hopkins, even when not getting thrown the ball, as it pertains to opposing defenses needing to account for him? No. The only thing that you could make an argument for with DeAndre Hopkins and Brandon Cooks is Brandon Cooks is a couple years younger. I'd much rather have DeAndre Hopkins on the field for 10 games than Brandon Cooks for 17. So when you look at the market, free agency, and you know trade-wise, it's a down year for wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins isn't getting any younger. He's had injury concerns the last couple of seasons. PEDs, I, I'm here too. I know exactly what's going on. And I think the Cardinals will be doing themselves a massive disservice by trading DeAndre Hopkins for anything less than a second-round pick because he's still DeAndre Hopkins. And then this is exactly what's going to happen. Wherever he gets traded to, if the Cardinals trade him for a fourth and a fifth, he's going to go out and have a borderline thousand yard receiving season with 10 touch and be like, huh, maybe they should have got more for him. Yeah. So just because the market says, oh, it's a fifth and sixth rounder for DeAndre Hopkins, you don't have to trade him. So don't. And if you are going to group him in with a trade down, if that happens, that's the time to get more value for DeAndre Hopkins because you have more bargaining power. The Cardinals don't have any leverage right now they have zero leverage so when, when the draft comes around anthony richardson tape starts to show it's like oh you know what maybe we can work with this guy he's got all the he's got all the tangibles now we just need to you know massage him into an nfl star quarter which happens all the time there's so many quarterbacks that get drafted look at josh allen josh allen did not make mountain west conference uh all conference team his last year in college went seventh overall and now he's Josh Allen. The most leverage the Cardinals are going to have is either during the draft, on draft day, or around the draft where they, if they do trade back and package DeAndre Hopkins, or during the trade, right before the trade deadline in 2023. Not now. So you don't have to trade him. 
You don't have to extend him either. Like I think they should. You front load it up. This year is going, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, like if Kyler Murray misses only three or four games and plays, having DeAndre Hopkins is important because they could win this season. I'm going to say that again. If Kyler Murray only misses three or four games, the Cardinals could win this season with Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins. Sure, the rest of the, you know, defense is going to look great, but they're going to have a lot of picks. So while the question mark surrounding how long Kyler Murray is going to be out is really putting a damper on knowing what the hell is going to happen with this team, keeping DeAndre Hopkins is not a terrible option. The cap doesn't matter this year. They're not adding any. It doesn't matter. And if you want to trade him at the deadline, cool. If you want to trade him when the draft happens, cool. They don't have to trade DeAndre Hopkins. And just because your friends are saying they don't have to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, it's a rebuild. That's fine. And they don't have to trade DeAndre Hopkins. This isn't a play where the Cardinals are going to have $120 million in cap space. Like, oh, you know what? Having DeAndre Hopkins on the books for 20 mil is going to make or break everything. It's not. The Cardinals are so far away from contention at this point. As it pertains to adding other players, adding, they're so far away from that. That having DeAndre Hopkins or not isn't going to make or break it. So why not keep a first-time ballot, first ballot Hall of Famer? if you're not going to get value for him. It's as simple as that. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Should the Cardinals trade Kyler Murray straight up for Lamar Jackson? It's a fun segment. Let's do it next. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Now, I will, as I mentioned, give credit to Jody Ayler from Fox Sports 910, my former associate, because uh, he tweeted this out in poll form uh, before I could record this podcast. So I backloaded this instead of doing it as the first segment, because I, you know, there's other things to talk about always. Lamar Jackson wants out. People aren't happy with Kyler Murray in the Valley. Would you trade him straight up? I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't. I'd still choose Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson. And there's a couple reasons why. Okay, there's a couple reasons why. I know, I know how incredible Lamar Jackson is. I do. I've watched him from afar from a long time. Check out Kevin Ostrecker from Lockdown Ravens, one of the best that we have on this platform. but I'm still keeping Kyler Murray. You know why? Kyler Murray's still a much better throw of the football than Lamar Jackson's. And it's not even close. Not even close. Is Lamar Jackson better on the other side of the line of scrimmage? Maybe. He can break more tackles, but he still has more injury concerns than Kyler Murray has up until this point. He's missed more games, I think. It's close. Lamar Jackson isn't like this isn't like offering Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert for Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow. Lamar Jackson is not a one percenter. Like he's not a top, you know, like one a quarterback in this league. I think he's grouped in right above Kyler Murray and he still hasn't gotten paid yet. And maybe he was treated unfairly in Baltimore, maybe, or maybe they saw that they, we know, they're saying this. We know what the ceiling is with Lamar Jackson. And if they need, if they're down 10 with six minutes left, maybe they need a quarterback who can throw them in the game faster than or better than Lamar Jackson can. It'll be very interesting to see where Lamar Jackson goes because that offense was catered around him. Run first, run second, run third, play defense, tight end. Like I, it's, 
I don't understand the the disconnect. Like two years ago, when he was throwing his team back into games because everybody was hurt before the season started, I thought that was his MVP year, not the year before that. That was the best he played in the NFL. But on third and nine, I'm not trusting Lamar Jackson to split defenders and throw a pinpoint pass for a first down. I'm not. And this is year five. I'm not. Kyler Murray, I would. At least more than Lamar Jackson. So the I, and I know that this is kind of a ridiculous premise because the chance of it happening are is probably negative, <laughs> probably negative twenty percent that this would ever happen. But it's just interesting because their skill sets are so different. Lamar Jackson is, I think, six three. He's big. Uh, Kyler Murray isn't six three, and they both had incredible peaks and some not so great moments also. Now, while I think Lamar Jackson is probably a better quarterback than Kyler Murray, just in a vacuum, I'm still not trading Kyler Murray for Lamar Jackson straight up. I'm going to be doing a lot of draft talk this week. Got a couple of my buddies coming on who will remain nameless at this point. We will go deep into the draft as the Cardinals continue to remain stagnant in free agency, aside from some very low-level signings just to you know fill out a roster ahead of the 2023 season. Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.